I've been wanting to preach this on this thought for the last two months and just couldn't get going, couldn't get it going and just didn't get a green light, but I, I got one tonight. This message, I believe, is what we need in the day. I, I believe that we're, we're lacking it, and I, and I see it in churches everywhere. I see it's lacking, and we really need to get a hold of it and really apply it to our Christian walk. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, and if you find your place there, then kind of flip over and find Hebrews chapter 5, and then we're going to be all through the Bible. I want you to see this, and I want you to get a hold of it, that it will help you in your walk, in your Christian walk. And uh, I know it has me. I'm not always what I should be, but I'm striving to get there. Amen. And I know it's just like anything else. You take two steps forward, you go back one step. It's all that. But, uh, but if we don't have the right uh, ammunition, the right thought, we're never going to get gain in our walk with the Christian life. Uh, chapter number 2 of 1 Corinthians is said in verse number 6. I mean, verse, let's go to verse 7. I don't need that one. Verse 7, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of the world knew for had they known it, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. But it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither entered into the hearts of man the things which God prepared for them that love him. Can I say that is a misquoted verse? This has nothing to do with heaven. But we use it a lot. Oh, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what God... But it tells us in verse number 10, But God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit, for the Spirit is search of all things, yea, the deep things of God. God reveals the things He wants you to have and know in His life and what He's got prepared for you. God is not trying to hide things from you. For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolish unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Underline that word, spiritually discerned. But the he that is spiritual judges all things, let him himself is judge of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Go over to Hebrews chapter 5. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 5.
look at verse 13. For everyone that useth milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to him that of a full age, even those by reason of use have their senses exercised to this word again, discern both good and evil. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord. We just ask you to open our hearts and minds. We receive the message that we stand in need of. Help us, Lord, to see clearly the things that you want us to see. And Father, we'll praise you. We give you glory and give you the honor in all things. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Like I said, I believe the subject tonight is one that everybody in the building uh, uh, tonight that claims the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, no matter how old you are, no matter how young you are, Everybody needs what I'm preaching about tonight. And I feel that this is a gift of the Spirit that has been dropped by the wayside. So I want to deal with a spiritual gift that I believe is needed in the church today, in the church world today, but has been neglected in these days which we're living in. And that is the gift that every child of God should seek after, and that is discernment. I feel like we uh, have so many uh, God's people running around uh, like a chicken with their head cut off, having absolutely no discernment about the day in which we're living in, the morality in which they should be involved in, the spiritual things of God that they should be involved in, and the things that are uh, that being deception today. Discernment, you may ask, what does it mean? Well, to the to most church world, it's a nasty word. It's not a great word. It, it seems like few of God's people exercise or even have the gift. I'll tell you, it's because it's the very nature of the word discernment. It's been made out like that is something evil in the church today. You know that the word discernment means in these two uh, settings that we just read, it means distinguishing. Distinguishing between what is right and what is wrong. What is good, what is evil, what is light, what is darkness. Or judging. You know why we don't have discernment anymore? We just don't want to be accused of being too judgmental. They say that, judge not lest thou be judged. Mm, they probably didn't know where they got it from, and they certainly took it out of the text. They use it so that they can live like hell, so nobody can talk about them. Judge not lest to be judged. Don't judge me for what I'm doing. I'm not judging anybody, but the Word of God judges you. You should be able to distinguish what is good, what is right, what is wrong, what is bad, what is evil in your life, and you should be able to judge whether it's good for me or not for me. That's discernment. We're living in a day where Satan has taken the teeth out of the church. 
The church has no teeth no more. They can't discern anything. They are accepting everything and anything. You, you can't call out false doctrine anymore. The people yell at you. You can't call out the immorality that's going on in churches today. They yell at you. You can't call out the wickedness that's going on in the churches today because when you label as a you label as a hateful hater Christian person today because you call out these things. But we're commanded to be spiritual people to judge between right and wrong, light and darkness, good and evil. We're called to discern things in our life. We're living in a day where we don't have any spiritual discernment. And I feel like in the spiritual deception of the day, this message is highly needed. One of the ways that you get discernment according to, the, uh, to Hebrews, and we've all looked at the thing, you have to exercise it. It said their senses exercise to discernment. Start using it. The discerning is that the right for my family? Is that right for my child? Is that right for my life? Is that job right for me? Is this church right for me? Start discerning things in your life to make sure that it is of God's Spirit telling you this is what you need to do. Should I be involved with that? Should I go there? Should I do that? We have the spiritual, we had this discernment, deception going on in churches today. God's plan for discernment. How does God help us to discern? We read in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 that things of God are spiritually discerned. So how do we spiritually discern these things? This is the way most people discern things today. Well, I felt something. I, I felt that. I had goosebumps. That must have been a God. If that's the gauge that you're using for spiritual discernment based solely on something that you felt, that's the way we do it. I felt something. Well, every time I see ice cream, I feel something. <laughs> Especially you throw some butter pecans on there. I really, I get goosebumps. I, I, I've seen things. I've, I've seen uh, movies move people to tears because they felt something. I know some people so wrapped up in ACDC, if you don't know what that is, ask me when we get through and I'll tell you. And, and some of their songs they sing, they get moved to tears. If that's what's gauging, if that's your discernment gauge, is something that has moved you, something that gave you goosebumps, then you've got problems. And I'm afraid that is what's happening in the churches today. We're going based on feelings and not the Word of God. And don't miss this. You and I are not the discerners. 
We're to, we, we, we discern. I'm not to discern. I'm, I'm to discern, but God is the discerner. And there's only one discerner in the Bible, and that is God. That is His Word. So who is discerner? One that I'm supposed to look at. Who am I supposed to guide myself? Who am I supposed to gauge? Who am I supposed to mirror myself through? And it's not man. It's not self. But I'm supposed to look through the Word of God and discern what is right and what is wrong. Hebrews 4, 4, 4 chapter 4, verse 12, For the Word of God is quick and powerful and two-edged sword. Piercing even the discerning the sunder of souls and spirit and the joints and the marrows, and is the discerner of the thoughts and the intent of the heart. So, how do we spiritually discern? We go to the spiritually discerner. And it's not your feelings, it's not your opinion, it's not some religion teaching somewhere, or some man's thought that it should be. To understand and discern between right and wrong, good and evil in our life, we must go to God and He set the discerner up and that is His Word. What is the preacher? What is it? It's the book of God that you hold in your lap tonight. God has confined Himself to His words and His book. And if God has not bound Himself, has not bound Himself to the words, then God is a liar. I cannot trust Him. He may change tomorrow. I don't know. But God has bound Himself to the Word of God that He will not change. So how do we discern using the book? If it, something goes clearly against the Word of God, against the Scriptures, then I have no problem judging it. We're living in a day where so many preachers and God's people look at things that are absolutely contrary to the Word of God and the, word, the Scriptures and what they teach, and yet they are scared to death to say something about it. They don't align themselves with what the Scripture said. If it hurts your feelings that I stand up and stand with the Scriptures over what you believe or what you think, then I'm sorry. But I'm not going to compromise the Word of God and the Scriptures and what God has said. I'm not going to do it. I, I just seem to hurt your feelings and get it over with. So you can feel good about everything. Do what you want to do. Whatever you're involved in. That's why we preach the word of God. It is the window that we look through. To discern. I don't know how many messages I have preached here. I really don't know. Cannot even give you a roundabout guess. I just don't know. But I can tell you for a fact that every time I've gotten up and preached out here, I use this word right here. 
I, I'm not going on what I think should say. Or what is, I, I'm just going to do what God said to do. I, I'm going to stand up and take the Bible. That's why you hear me say, so turn here, turn there. Because I want you to see what I'm reading that is the Word of God. It's not my opinion. It's not my thought. But thus said the Lord. The Bible says the, the Word is a lamp under my feet and a light under my path. If you won't have want some discernment in your life, it will have to come through a relationship. Listen to me. It has to come through a relationship with the book that you have in your lap if it's a King James Version. You show me a Christian that has no discernment in their life and I'll show you one that has absolutely no relationship with the Word of God. It's, it's, it's just more than reading the Word of God. There, there has to be spirit and truth in the Word of God. The book should give guidance and it should guide you in every aspect of your life in faith and practice. Whatever is going on in your life, you need to take the book and say, hey, is this what needs to be in my life? Uh, am I doing what I need to do? Uh, what does God say? Should I take this? Should I go with this? Should I go there? Should I run that? No, you should take the Word of God and let it mirror up. And if it says, God says, good to go, then you're good to go. But if God says, halt, that ain't right, you need to get rid of it. Everything that we do in our life, everything, everything, listen to me. You say, well, I, I, I want to hold on to some things in my life. I tried that. But everything you do in your life needs to be filtered through the Word of God. It has to be. If you want spiritual discernment. That's the only way you can get it. I can't give it to you, but God can show you. Go to Genesis chapter 27. <coughs> I'll give you some things right quick. All these are very familiar uh, scriptures. You probably just never saw it the way I look at it. How many times you read the word discernment or discern in the Bible and just read right over it? Well, here's the first mention of the word discern. The first mention. Verse, chapter number 27, verse number 15. We see there's a problem with discernment. Verse 15, and Rebekah took again a goodly raiment of her eldest son, Esau, which were with her in the house and put them upon Jacob, her younger son. And she put the skins of the kids of the goat upon his hands and upon the smooth of his neck. And she gave the savory meat and bread which she had prepared into, into the hand of her son Jacob. And he came unto his father and said, My father, he said, Here am I, who art thou, my son? See, Jacob deceiving. And Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau, thy firstborn. I have done according as thou bedest me to be, me. Arise and pray thee, sit and eat my venison, and thy soul may be blessed. 
And Isaac said unto his son, How is it that thou hast found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord thy God brought it to me. And Isaac said unto Jacob, Come near, I pray thee, that I may feel thee, my son, whether thou be my son Esau, Esau or not. And Jacob went over near unto him, Isaac, his father, and he said, Fill me. And he said, The voice, listen to this, the voice is that of Jacob's voice, but the hands are of Esau. I'll get to this later, but I'm going to give you a little note right here. Don't go on feelings. Don't go on feelings. And he discerned, there's that word, and he discerned him not. Because his hands was hairy, his, his brother Esau's hands, so he blessed him. There's a problem with the discernment. The first man that the scripture said that could not discern has the same problem as the last day church has. Why did he not have any discernment? Because he's blind. Chapter 27, you read chapter 27, verse number 1, and it came to pass that when Isaac was old, and his eyes were dim, so that he could not see, he called Esau his eldest son and said unto him, My son, and he said unto him, Behold, here I am. You see, the first problem why this man could not discern, because he was blind, he could not see. He just couldn't see but you, you hear people say this, well, I just don't see anything wrong with that. That's your problem. You don't see anything wrong with that. That's the problem with the church today. We're living in a day where it's so willfulnessly blind today. It's not that we have not been told. It's not that we have not known the Scriptures. Is that we had just said, I don't want to see it. I'm amazed at what Christians don't see today. I ask myself, why, why can't you see this? I have people that didn't think it was wrong to take a little drink. I, I, I just go and have social drink with my friends. You don't see anything wrong with that? The Bible does not leave the door open concerning drunkenness. The Bible is very clear about it. There, there's, there are those that don't think it's wrong to smoke a joint. And if you want, you see me after church. The Bible talks clearly about alternating mind drugs using in your mind and that and let me tell you what if you don't get alternated when you smoke one of those things something is wrong with you bible says as a jewel of gold in a swine snout so is a fair woman which is without deception in other words i i, I see the oh <laughs> uh, if you got one i'm sorry come and see me at the church but I, I, I see these people running around with these hooks through their nose. And, and they, they're proud to show it off. They'll sit in church and show it off. 
I, I'm sorry. Bible says not to mark your body in any way. Bible says don't put a hold in it. They used to take you to the, when you belong to somebody and they own you, they put your ear to the door lintel, to the post there, and they put a hold in your ear, and that showed ownership. When you put a hole through your nose with a ring on it, and you said, somebody owns me, and it's not God. Now you get mad if you want to. My grandson message me he's concerned and I talked to him I messaged him back grandpa can you go to heaven if you got a tattoo I'm thinking boy did you get one did you get one more and I says Yes, you can go to heaven with a tattoo. What have you done before you got saved? What do you got right? I understand this world will give you scars. I understand that. But let me tell you what. Once you get saved, once you get right with God, you should not put another thing on your body. How many times you told kids, don't write on yourself? How many times you told them that? See, we discern things that we want to discern the other things, I'll get to that. I ain't going to say that because that's, that's, a, that's a whole message in itself right there. We're living in a day where we're so blind about everything. There are so many false revivals going on today. They're not of God. God is not leading these revivals, but yet that's all you hear about these revivals and you got immorality, ungodly people running these revivals and yet the world flocks to them and says, look what God is doing. God is not doing anything when somebody is ungodly leading it. Amen. You want to get mad at me? Get mad at me. I'm preaching to get mad at tonight. These last days, we're sucking up to everything that the world throws at us. I'll take some of that. I'll take some of this. It's like the last days church, Laodicean church, Revelation 3.18. It says, anoint thy eyes with eye salve, that so thou mayest see. What's wrong? They can't see. And what makes us see as Christian is not what I think, it's not my opinion, but the Word of God. It's the illuminator. It gives light. It, it, his, his, problem is, his problem was he was blind. He cannot discern. And he could not discern because it was his own son. Isaac wants to bless his son Esau. And he's willing to do what he can do. But he got deceived in doing it. Why is he trying to bless Esau so bad? I don't understand that. I really try to wrap my hand around it. And I understand the firstborn. I understand that. But Esau was a profane and a fornicator. So why is Isaac so in such a hurry to bless him? Because it's, it's my son. It's my son. And, and you know, he's really good in heart. 
deep down he's a really good person. And he's willing to get to seed. I'll tell you this. A lot of Christians don't have any discernment because it's their own kids. Oh, we can point a finger at somebody else, but we do not discern anything about our own kids. Because we're scared that, hey, our family will not like us, our kids will not like us. We're scared to do that. But when you start discerning, you need to bring your entire family. Listen, in the long run, you're going to help them instead of hurt them. You don't want your child to get mad at you. Your family get mad at you. I have watched people take the side of their children over the scriptures. And I, I look at them. What, 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 you, you, you're taking the side of your child over the side of truth? It's not my job to take the side of the child. It's not my job to take your side. It's my job to take the church side and God's side. The side of truth. We, we've got to get to a place and say, what does the book say? And get this, here's another problem he had. He didn't believe what he heard. Verse number 22, and Jacob went near unto Isaac, his father, and he felt him and, and said, the voice is of Jacob's voice, but the hands are hands of Esau. He heard the voice, and it was Jacob's voice. But I don't care what I hear. It's not that I, I, I hear, I'm hearing wrong. I'm not going to believe what I hear. How, how, listen, how does faith come? Faith come by hearing? If he wanted to hear right, he would hear with the Word of God. Faith coming by hearing and hearing the Word of God. And we're right back from the very beginning at the start, the discerner. By the Word of God, he would not listen. Paul said about this in the last days. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall turn unto false fables. They didn't want to hear the truth. Why? Because of the same thing wrong with Isaac. They totally went off on what they felt. Verse 22, his felt his hands. Verse 23, he felt his hands. It, it totally feels right. <laughs> Churches today, I'm telling you, we, we cannot get to the point that we say, well, it felt right. It felt good. People jumping up, shouting, praising God. It, it felt right. What did God say? I, 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 understand, I know this, and I've been told this several times. I just don't like your preaching. Okay. You ain't going to make me mad. It, it, it's not 
what I preach is, is how I preach. I've got this dog at home. It's not my wife, though. I can look at my dog and I could just look at her just as sweet and go, I'm going to take you outside. I'm going to dig a hole. I'm going to pull a bullet in your, bullet in your head and I'm going to kill you. And she'll be sitting there going. <laughs> That's how I say it. But I, I, can get, I can go down there and grab her and take her outside. You're the best dog I've ever had. I don't want any other dog. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not what I'm saying. It's the way I say it. You understand? And that's what the church world wants today. They're not hearing what's being said. It's the way it's being said. I, I can tell everybody, hey, come to church Sunday and there's a million dollar check for somebody. Some lucky person, there's a million dollar check up under that pew and everybody be running here looking under the pews. There ain't none, I'll just tell you that. But you heard that because it's not. But I'm telling you, hey, you're going to hell if you don't get right with God. You're going to burn for eternity. Preacher, I don't want that. Mm-mm. No, 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 that's not the way I want it. See, there's a problem with this sermon. We got to have it our way. It has to be our way. But God said, no, you can't have it your way and be what you are. Go to 1 Kings chapter 3. First Kings chapter 3, verse 3. Very familiar story. And Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statues of David his father, and only he sacrificed and burnt incense in high places. Drop down to verse number 5. And Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and asked, God asked, What I shall give thee? Verse number 9. Give there, therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy great a people? And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said unto him, Because thou have asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither have asked riches or thyself, for thou hast asked the life of thy enemy, but hast asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Behold, I have done according to the words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart, so that there was none like thee before thee, 
neither sh after thee shall any arise like unto thee. There is a prayer for discernment. Here is a man that prays for what he is looking for, what we're preaching on tonight. Maybe that should be our prayer too. God, give me wisdom. Give me discernment. God, I want understanding. That, that maybe should be a part of our prayer life every day. You ask, is that a good prayer? <laughs> I, I guess so. Solomon prayed it and God gave it to him. So how do I get discernment, preacher? James 1.5 says, If any man lack wisdom, discernment, let him ask of God that giveth him all men liberally and upbraiding. And it shall be given him, but him asked in faith nothing wavering, for that waver is like the wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed, for let no man think that he is, shall receive anything of the Lord. A double man, man mind is unstable in all his ways. How did I get what Solomon had? Just ask for God. God, I don't know how to judge right and wrong. I, I don't know how to tell what's good and what's bad. So God takes his plan that he has, which is the word of God. He takes his plan and he takes the prayer that you pray. Lord, I don't understand. I, I, I don't know what. I, I can't figure it out. I, I need some help. So God takes the plan in your prayer and he starts to mirror them together, mesh them together. That when they come out, you have an understanding. You have guidance. Right after Solomon asked this prayer for discernment, right after he asked, this is one of the, I mean, the, I, I find it to be the greatest, greatest story in the Bible, verse number 16. Then came two women that were harlots unto the king and stood before him. And one woman said, O oh my Lord, I and this woman dwelled in one house, and I was delivered of a child with her in the house. And it came to pass the third day that I was delivered, that this woman was delivered also, and we, and we were together. There was no stranger with us in the house, save we two in the house. And this woman's child died in the night because she overlaid it. And she rose at midnight and took her son from beside me while thine handmaid slept and laid in the bosom and laid her child, dead child, in my bosom. When I rose in the morning to give my child suck, behold, it was dead. But when I had considered it in the morning, behold, it was not my son, which I did bear. And the woman said, Nay, but this thing is my son, and the dead is thy son. And this said, No, but this dead is thy son, and the living is my son. Thus they spake before the king. Then said the king, that one said, This is my son that liveth, and thy son is dead. And the other said, Nay, but my son is dead, and my son is living. 
watch, watch what discernment does for you. Watch what wisdom does for you. And we'll understand it. What does God use? What did God use? He uses the sword, the word of God. And the king said, bring me a sword, the word of God. Bring me a sword. And they brought a sword unto the king. This, this is how he's going to figure it out. This is how he's going to straighten it out. And the king said, divide the living child in two and give half one to one and half to the other. Then spake the woman whose the living child was unto the king, for her bowels yearned upon her son. And she said, O oh my Lord, give her the child, living child, and in no wise slay it. But the other said, Let it neither be mine nor thine, but divide it. The sword divides. You know why some people don't want discernment in their life? They don't want it through prayer, the plan of God, because it's going to divide you. It's going to divide you. You may have to cut loose from things in your life, some stuff in your life. In verse 25, And the king said, And divide the child into two, and give one half to her, and the other half to her. They've been going back and forth. It's mine, no, it's yours, mine, mine, no, no, no. Back and forth. And the king said, Hey, I'll solve it. The king knew what was going to happen. Because the mother of the child would not allow that child to be killed. I'd rather my child to be alive there than dead here. Mm. Let me say that in today's term. We understand that story. We understand why it was that story. But let me just say this. I'd rather my child to be alive here than dead there. Too many of us allowing our children to get into the world and the world takes them away and we have no discernment. We don't have a problem saying, go, do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. Just be back at this time. No! I'd like my child to be alive here. He knew the deciding factor of this discord that we have, it, it was the sword. It, it, high, it highlighted who was in the right and who was in the error. What was truth and what was error. What was wrong, what was good. You say, how do I discern from right and wrong? You pray and ask God, then let the sword of God, the word of God, show you. And can I say this? Without it, you have no idea which way is up, which way is down, which way is left, which way is right. Without it, you're lost and undone. As a church, we should all ask God, give us wisdom. 
Give us discernment. We all need the verses, this verse. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirit. Whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. You better have the word of God. The devil will slap a Christian label on anything in this world to get you to bite on it, accept it, go with it, crawl with it, walk with it, talk with it, breathe with it, live with it. The devil will do whatever he can on anything he can to get your mind off God and God's truth. He wants to draw you away. He wants to pull you out of the church. Pull you away from God's word. Can I say we need to pray, Lord, give me discernment. That I may know what is good, what is wrong, what is right. Not just for me, but me and my wife, my family, my home, my children, the, my co-workers, my church members. God, show me, give me the discernment that I need in my life to help those that need help. You pray that prayer for God, give it to me. God, give it to me. Now, he said that Solomon had the, the wisdom that no other man will ever have, but God can give you wisdom of this world today in which we live in. But you're never going to get it if you don't ask God for it. Now, I'm telling you, you got, you got kids in here, you need to be praying, Lord, I need wisdom to raise my kids. Yeah, I'm just telling you. If you think you got it right with this world, <laughs> this world is going to try their best to pull your kids out, get them out of church. You, we've seen it too many times. We've seen it time after time. People are raised in church. They're from time they were born just about, but when they hit 18, because there was nothing rooted and grounded in their life, there was no discernment in their family, they walked out into the world. You say, I don't believe it. I'm living proof. I'm living proof. You don't hold on to them. You don't get that discernment. Don't allow things to come into your family. Don't allow things to come into your house. Don't allow things to come into the church that go against the Word of God. But we have. And we need to pray to God, give us discernment. Amen.